Welcome to Intelligogy with Tracy Browder, where together we will disrupt educational normalcy. One evening, I was going into the grocery store, and as I was coming in, there was clearly what looked like a grandmother and her granddaughter. They were walking in as well. And I was just trying to get to a basket. I mean, I was really, really trying. But if I went left, this this precious little granddaughter, um, she had, I guess the grandmother's telephone. And I mean, just eyes locked onto the phone, guys, not looking up at all. And I would try to walk around her, but of course, in her own um, connected with the device world, she wasn't paying attention. So I kind of tried to navigate right, and then she'd kind of wander over to the right too. And sweet, sweet grandma was trying to get a basket, so she's oblivious, didn't know all of this was going on until she turned around. And she's like, honey, get out of that sweet lady's way. And so I told the grandmother, I'm like, no, 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 no. She's just fine. She's just focused on her phone. And so that kind of opened the door to a quick little conversation. And the granddaughter was, um, the the grandmother told me that she, well, backstory. It was the following week after um, the very, very tragic loss of Kobe Bryant and all the other um, wonderful people that were on the helicopter ride with him. And so this granddaughter was watching um, something, something dealing with Kobe Bryant, not not the coverage, of course, but um, some of his videos, I guess. And so the grandmother was like, yeah, she's just been so, so... um, Involved in, you know, watching um, some of his, I guess, game clips and what have you. And uh, then she said, we kind of drifted from that conversation. And she mentioned something um, unrelated to Kobe Bryant that just kind of caught my ear. And so I asked the grandmother, I said, so where is she watching um, these other videos, which again, unrelated to Kobe? And uh, I said, do you mind if I ask her? Because grandmother didn't know. And and grandmother was like, sure, sure. And she said, TikTok. And I said, I I just kind of whispered in grandma's ear. I said, I know you may not know what TikTok is. And um, it it just opens a big, big world um, without a whole lot of filters especially for someone, this baby looked like she couldn't be more than five or six. So the grandmother was really, really appreciative that we we went from um, her watching something that, um, you know, Kobe was someone that she um, admired, uh, looked up to. And then we kind of drifted a little bit from that into some other things But the grandmother was very appreciative that I took a moment to talk to her about um, just kind of find out what TikTok is. 
And there's been a few other stories that I could share similar to that. But as I'm walking around the grocery store, all I could think of was we are missing it. We we are really, really missing it in education. Um, and, and what I mean by that is we have a whole new generation of grandparents who are now parents um, and they are responsible for these students we have. And, you know, there are some young grandparents, but then there are some grandparents who are um, a little bit older and they're trying to navigate this educational world in this new, rapidly changing world of technology. And how? How how are they doing it? Are they okay? Are they keeping up? Are they able to engage with the kids? Do they do they know what's not okay? Uh, what's not appropriate? Do they understand everything we're giving to the kids that's all based around technology? Um, you know, years ago, a lot of people would say, um, for lack of a better word, I say stereotypically, would say that, um, you know, grandparents are the ones raising kids in um, low socioeconomic areas. And I disagree with that um, simply because I've worked in various socioeconomic um, environments. And I see this grandparent trend in... exceptionally well-off communities. Um, I see this trend in communities where people are struggling to make ends meet every single day. So it's not a demographic problem. It is um, just where we are as a society. Uh, There are families who um, both parents have jobs that just simply don't give them time to be at home with the kids when they're home. Police officers, firemen, these these uh, the medical profession, doctors, nurses, uh, people pursuing their doctorate, uh, their master's degree, um, going back to school for a variety of things, a variety of reasons, not just those that most people think of, um, will require families to enlist the support of grandparents. Um. And how are they managing? How are they keeping up with everything? You know, just think, I I mentioned TikTok, but TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, all of the unfortunately backdoor apps that even as parents and educators, we often scramble to uh, stay abreast of. How is a grandparent keeping up with all of that? So what can we do? And and that's that was the question that just seemed to stay on my heart when I was in the grocery store. What what can we do as educators, as as a district, as a school, as an entity? Um, 
where we're supposed to partner with parents, we're missing partnering with grandparents. And, and if this is what I want to know, if there is a district or a school that's out there rocking it with the grandparent population, I want to hear from you. Just send me an email, um, Tracy at TracyBrowder.com. Uh, respond on my blog, uh, TracyBrowder.com. If, some, if you're doing something and you're, you're, you're not missing the mark, you're nailing it. Let us know so we can talk about that. Um, but here's some things for us to think about for those of us who can grow in this area. What can we do to do better with this population? And I've been thinking about that. And here's some thoughts I want to share. You know, maybe we could have a, a grandparents as parents panel or a board, a grandparents as parents board of representatives. And to make them feel special, to give them a space where they know they're valued and their input matters and a space where we can inform them of things going on. Um, a grandparent PTA. You know, we have the PTA and a lot of the moms and dads can be at school making copies and, and, and preparing for fall festivals and just helping on a daily basis. And grandparents can too, but why not do something extra special for them? Is there a grandparent PTA? Could there not be a grandparent PTA? What if we had a grandparent PTA? Could you imagine? I mean, <laughs> I just see grandparents with a full schedule coming in to read with the students, coming in to have lunch with the students, um, greeting at the door in the mornings when kids come in. Uh, who knows? Like some grandparents have such such a wide professional life and, and have lived a full life and have such ex so so many rich experiences you know if we're talking about veterans day maybe we have grandparents in uh think about all the different things we have going on in school what if in um science we're learning about weather what if there was a pilot you know, a lot of things happen when um, pilots are determining their trips. I'm sure that depends a lot on the weather. Have we ever thought about, you know, talking to grandparents about what we have coming up in class and seeing how their experiences can connect and they can contribute to a conversation in our classrooms? I think it would be awesome if schools would do something like Parent buds, um, buddy up parents, like the families who have a mom and dad primarily involved in this child's education, pair up that mom and dad with um, a grandparent who's parenting. And that way, that grandparent always has somebody that they can contact and ask questions and, and kind of help them navigate through uh, this, this new world of learning. You know, if we had tech workshops, technology workshops, that would be, I don't say this insulting 
Lee and um, thinking that it has to be slower paced. But I think if we're cognizant and really trying to meet this population um, in the best way that we possibly can, then maybe those tech workshops are much slower paced um, because we're educating them on some things they don't know. Or maybe in the grandparent panel, we may learn that grandparents are familiar with some things that we assume that they're not familiar with. So instead of us just thinking that, oh, we know what's best to cover with the grandparent population, we may be teaching on, let's use Facebook, for instance. I'm going to just say it. We know that Facebook now is typically... um, the more mature social media platform, I shall say. It's not what the young people use that often. So if we were to include Facebook in a technology workshop, then most grandparents may say, I know I'm good at Facebook. Um, But if we make an assumption that we need to cover that and we haven't talked to grandparents via a possible grandparent panel, um, we're not giving them what they need. So if we thought in terms of doing a needs assessment, just really interacting with grandparents and figuring out what is it they want to know. And I think for those who aren't um, technologically savvy, they will say that and then we'll know, Okay, well, we do need to cover X, Y and Z. Um, And speaking of X, Y and Z. If we could just spend some time making them aware of what each social media app is all about and educating them. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the calculator apps and all of these kind of backdoor apps that appear to be something normal, but it's really a backdoor way to communicate where people don't know that that's what you're doing. Um, There's so many things that we could educate grandparents on and really not just grandparents, parents, too. That's one aspect of technology workshops. Another aspect would be, my goodness, all the wonderful technological vehicles we use in our classrooms. Google Classroom, Flipgrid, Seesaw. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Um, Some campuses and districts use Skyward, there's Canvas, and so many other um, educational software programs for grading, for homework, for textbooks. Rarely now are actual textbooks coming home. So how can we possibly expect grandparents to work with their grandchildren and they don't even see a textbook in front of them, so they really don't understand, well, where where is your work or how are you doing homework? Are you doing homework with your iPad out? If we don't explain that, they won't know. So we we that's we're missing it. That's on us. Um if we could set up a series of not really how-to videos, but educational videos where grandparents can watch and rewind and rewind at their own leisure. Uh, We could do it in the form of face-to-face meetings, multiple little short sessions. Um, And, and, you know, 
it takes me somewhere else too. So all of those sessions to go over technological things we use like Google Classroom, Seesaw, Flipgrid, um, all of those things. But what about some of the some of the foundations that we use? Um, I talked about Skyward in our district. That's what we use for grading, report cards, um, health information. And if grandparents don't know how to navigate and access um, that critical resource, again, that's on us and we can fix it. I mentioned grandparent PTA, which I think is an amazing idea. And I, the more I delve into this conversation, um, it's something that I'd like to challenge myself to um, propose at my own school is to look into the possibility of a grandparent PTA. But another area where I'd love to know if your campus is just rocking it is volunteer opportunities for grandparents. You know, what are we doing that is designed specifically for grandparents? You know, I mentioned a moment ago about them coming into classrooms and, and volunteering in the mornings, um, you know, coming in to read to classes. But what if what if there were also opportunities for grandparents to gather um, and just connect with each other so that they know who their shoulders are, not just the parent buds, but other people like them. Where are they? Um, who are they? Let's connect them. So, you know, we're, we're talking about a few different things. We're talking about um, a grandparents as parents panel or board of representatives where it's, it's this one designated place that we can go to as educators and ask questions and pick brains and help us figure out what their needs might be. So that's that's one branch to explore and develop. Um, the grandparent PTA realm is another one that I think is worthy to be explored. Workshops of of varying topics specifically geared toward grandparents and then kind of a network and support system where it's grandparents as parents um, tea grandparents and pa- grandparents as parents coffee with the principal or coffee with the counselor um, and just create a space and opportunities where they know that they are valued, they are important, and we know they have needs that we want to be very intentional about meeting and addressing. I'm just all over this idea for so many reasons. Um, You know, hats off to every grandparent, first of all, and not just the ones who are 
parenting again, but hats off to grandparents, period, because I think they are amazing. I think there's such richness in in grandparents and wisdom um, that they are so freely willing to give. We just we have to slow down and be absorbers of that wisdom and love and nurturing. But when it comes to grandparents who have said, you know what, I am going to do this all over again for my own child, for my grandbaby, I'm in it. I'm doing it again. I'm going to figure it out. It might be bumpy, it might be rocky, I might be feeling my way in the dark, but I am going to do it. So when I say hats off, hats, hats, hats off to grandparents who have decided to be parents again for their grandchildren. And I just hope that the time that we've spent together today shed some new light for all of us um, to start having some dialogue at our campuses, at the district level, um, what can we do better? And I mentioned before, I really want to hear from you. I do. I do. I really want to hear from you if you are um, rocking it in this regard. If you're at the infancy stage and you realize the same thing too, and you have some amazing ideas, let's start a conversation. Um, my email address I mentioned before is Tracy, T-R-A-C-I at TracyBrowder.com. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you'll see my name on the podcast. Um, you can connect with me on Twitter, um, Tracy Browder, I heart kids. That's me because I do heart kids. And let me know where you are in this process. Let me know if you hadn't thought of it, but you did because of our time together. What do you think you're going to do? I can't wait to come back and tell you, um, about some conversations that I will start to have at my campus um, about just doing better by this population and really supporting them. I'd even like to reach out to um, you know Google and Flipgrid and Seesaw and all these wonderful um, apps and, and technological resources that we use, see if they'd even be willing to create some very professional um, slower paced how-to videos um, and informative videos for our grandparents as parents. I, I'd, I'd love to see that happen. So yeah, I think I'm going to be reaching out to some people, some companies. Well, friends, our time has come to an end. And I don't know, my heart is just full right now because um, I guess of expecting some really good things. 
I really want to hear from you, and I can't wait again to have some conversations at my campus. Let's do right by grandparents. Let's do better. Thank you for listening to Intelligogy. We're together. We will disrupt educational normalcy. Until next time.